What if it was possible to get local, fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados. And they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. What's up, all you crazy streamers? Yes, you streamer people. I know who you are. You don't have TV. You only stream what you actually watch. Well, I got something cool for you. It's called Paramount Plus. Yes, Paramount, the Paramount, the one that's, you know, CBS, the big people. (laughs) Well, they came up with a pretty cool thing that you can stream all of their original movies and all of their original TV episodes. It's over 30,000 episodes in movies and originals. You can even stream live sports and news with limited commercial interruptions. The cool part about Paramount Plus 2 is they offer, they offer a commercial-free plan. And I don't know about you, but to not have to watch commercials would be so epic, even though I'm pitching a commercial to you right now. <laughs> but that's okay, because I'm a comedian and that's what I do. Anyways, check out the um, the notes for the show. The link is in our notes. It's the Paramount Plus link. Use it because it supports the show. If you could, please, if you're going to sign up. Or you can go to our website at um, highlyirritable.org. The website there uh, has the link connected to it as well. So check them out. It's Paramount Plus. They're very affordable. And like I said, you can watch 30,000 episodes in movies, original, live sports, and news with limited commercial interruptions. Or you can check out their commercial free plan that they have. So everybody check it out. It's in our show notes, Paramount Plus. Welcome to Highly Irritable. This is my daddy's show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Highly Irritable. I'm your host, Adam Lee, followed by my other host, Marissa Jane. Stop. <laughs> Just she hates kidding. Me I'm, today. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so hot and sexy and beautiful, and she does. She, she's the star of the show. I mean, we all know this. So, no, oh, you're too sweet. Let's not let's not go fooled, right? <laughs> no, we got an exciting show for today, though, don't we? Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited too, but first we got to do the boring stuff. It's not that boring. It's boring. I hate talking about it. I know, but I hate talking about it, but I love it. Right. But anyways, so check out our sponsor, uh, yeetsofficial.com. They are super cool. They have super inexpensive sunglasses and apparel for you to order online and they ship it out to you. 
and they have such a good message behind them. And that's the whole reason why we use them as one of our sponsors is just, I mean, their message is, is unbelievable. They give a lot back to the community. They're from Florida. They started in Florida as jet ski. Um, they were jet ski. What's I'm missing the name here. Rental. Yeah. They had a jet ski rental company and they basically decided we wanted to follow our dream, which is beautiful. We're all about following dreams on highly irritable. And they started a company called Yeats. And it's just from here, it's just been blowing up. So go to their, their website, yeatsofficial.com and start ordering guys. Let's go help them out. Um, and also if you could please help out the show, we have our affiliate marketing, which is super cool. You have Instacart, Paramount Plus, Amazon, Purple Garden, which let me explain Purple Garden. It's weird. Sounds like a porn site, <laughs> but it's not. Purple Garden is a company that allows you to get tarot card readings or psychic readings, and you can sign up for them, and they charge per minute. And if you use their link and you feel like getting a tarot card reading, and don't be ashamed by it because we all know we want to know the future. Right. Or your love life, <laughs> who you're going to get married to. Purple Garden is the one you want to go to. So click on that too, and you can check them out. Also, you can check out the coolest one ever, Vivid Seats. I'm so proud to be an affiliate with them. Um, they are dope. You guys know who Vivid is. You can go order uh, tickets straight on, off their website to any event, basically live music. And we all know that I love live music and it's coming back. We're going for it. We're charging. I'm going to order off their website too. So yeah, it's super awesome. Everyone's excited about that. So, and we appreciate you guys helping us out on the show. Anything you can do helps us. Any website you use, uh, for us, you can check it out. It helps us tremendously. So, and you can find it on highlyirritable.org, and you can also find it in the show notes. But anyways, we're through the boring stuff. Now we're going to get into the exciting stuff, which I can't wait to interview this person. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. We got a really exciting show. We do. So um, basically, here's what we're doing. I got a friend of mine that's coming on the show. I love him to death. And he's a very exciting person, and he's worked his ass off to get where he's at, and he has gotten me through some really wicked shit. And I, I'm just incredibly proud of him. I'm going to bring him on the show. I don't give a shit. But anyways, we all need to just say uh, hello to my best friend, my brother, my confidant, Mr. Ryan Smith. What's up, Ryan? What's up, man? How you doing, bud? Doing well. How about you? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We've only had about 30 takes on this one, so it's no big deal. <laughs> we're going to move past this, right? Hey, we're past the uh, sponsors, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we made it. We made it. But anyways, yeah, I'm so sorry for fumbling through all that stuff. Ryan's been super um, patient with me. but So, Ryan, tell them... Tell the fans from Highly Irritable exactly what you just did. Like, you broke a record in weightlifting, correct? Yes, powerlifting. So tell them what you did. Uh, I broke and set a new state record for bench press in the 42, I'm sorry, 242-pound class 
for submasters, which is men from 35 to 40. And previous record was 441 pounds. And my first opening lift was 485. And I finished with 523 pounds, 0.60 or something like that. 523 pounds. That's impressive. That's five of you. Yeah. (laughs) That's five of you. Literally stacked on top of each other. It's probably a lot easier to lift the weights, though. Yeah. Well, (laughs) anything. I couldn't deal with five of you. I have a hard enough time with one. That is also true. (laughs) No, that seriously, though, that's amazing. 523 pounds, dude. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess my next question, obviously, is going to be what what did it take to get you to that point? I mean, what did you go through? Well, prep was what was it, 12 weeks, actual program prep that I was being coached on by the uh, the guy in the video that spawned me, which is also the owner of the gym where I train, um, Ironmongers. And so I did 12 weeks of, of uh, preparing for it through the programming he gave me and put me on. And realistically, I started training for this back in August. Wow. So it was, I mean, what are we in? It was in March, so seven months worth of hard training to get to where that number was. And then the last 12 weeks, he, we just fine tuned. Like, I know it. it's like way more detailed than what you're explaining now. Like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't give the program away though. Well, <laughs> I had to pay for that. So <laughs> giving away that man's secrets. I can't do that. Well, I don't want the secrets. I just, so here's what we got. Like how I know you, you meal prepped because I used to watch you do it. God, yes. Well, I've been doing that religiously for, what am I, 38, seven years now, religiously. And what what goes into meal prepping, though? Like, how many meals are you eating toward, toward, like, a day? To be honest, I ate more when I was doing bodybuilding than I did with powerlifting competition. Did you really? Yeah. I don't, you know, you would have thought it would have been an increase, but it really was... Went quite a bit less. Really? Comparison. Yeah, I went when when I did bodybuilding for five, six years straight there, it was either five to seven meals a day or four meals and three shakes. But it was, you know, trying to get that 200 and, oh, what was it, 275 grams of protein in a day with carbs and macros and everything else. I mean, to be honest, I I like the way (laughs) powerlifting meal prep and and design was a whole lot better for me because instead of having to eat every two to three hours where I was forcing myself when I wasn't hungry to put the food in me because that's, you know, it's like bodybuilding. You got to hit those two-hour increments to stay in your, your anabolic window. And to go to powerlifting where it's just eat a big breakfast, eat before you train and eat right after and then eat dinner, you know, and it doesn't matter what size the meal is just till you feel satisfied. I mean, obviously towards the end when you got to make weight, which I was, I started dieting down, what was it? Three weeks out. I started pulling certain foods out of my diet. So I wouldn't go into shock and you know, end up retaining a shit ton of water and, and not letting anything go that I should have been. So you take little things out on the way 
so we get to last week and you're just eating a certain you know regimen of veggies fruit and proteins to where your body just goes yeah from i was 260 262 in training and then at weigh in i was 240 so Damn. i came in two pounds underweight and the weigh in weight which was rad because it threw my wilkes number and my dots numbers way up are you are you are you eating a ton of calories per day or is it is it just i mean did you just do the make sure that you ate those meals well, I don't know. I've never, I've never been one to weigh my food or, you know, oh, you know, a certain amount of fats, carbs. I mean, I've never done that. I just, you know, brown rice, vegetables, potatoes here and there, chicken, whole eggs. I'm, it's, it's ridiculous. My eggs that I eat. Yeah. <laughs> we have to buy the, the 60 pack <laughs> every week. And I, I can easily in one sitting just take down 10 to 12 eggs with two cups of brown rice for breakfast and mama helps prep all those mat those meals right mama was mama was the biggest key factor for me coming in properly fed nutrition was on point the whole way through and you know a lot of a lot of dummies that are weightlifting they don't understand you're you're only going to perform as good as the nutrients you give yourself so all these idiots going to fucking in and out thinking well (laughs) these bodybuilders eat five fucking in and out burgers in a, in a sitting. Yeah. They do that in a fluke. The rest of the time they eat super clean. Yeah. Like, it's just a lot of stuff that people don't see and understand. They, Whoa, I don't understand why I got no results. And it's like, well, you ate like shit all day. What do you expect? Right. And then, yeah. so, you know, you have the eating part of it, obviously. And then you're mm-hmm. living, you're living a healthy life and all that stuff, which is cool. I mean, obviously I need better help and I should be living by your standards, but whatever. I'm the other Smith. I'm the <laughs> shitbag Smith. I'm the fun, you know, whatever. We're both funny guys, but who cares? But so my, the other question I have too, and I was wondering, and so do the fans is how many times a day were you actually working out? Well, I mean, as you know, I, my job in itself is a physical one pulling, you know, I pump concrete for a living. So I got to pull lines around all day long, load them up when it's busy. So it was really kind of this, this meet was kind of perfect for me because I landed right in my slow season for work because it slows down for me in the wintertime. Right. So days I didn't have work, I would do, I would get up and go to another gym so I could do my cardio because the, <laughs> the powerlifting gym don't got no treadmills. It's, <laughs> it's a meathead paradise. There ain't no treadmills anywhere. <laughs> you, you want to go for a walk, go around the block. And, and that ain't for me. I just, something about walking distance as opposed to walking on a treadmill i just i can't make the transfer from a treadmill to going for a mile long walk and yeah having to return that mile it just drives me nuts for some reason so i would go to the gym over at any time and do i don't know anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour of walking on incline come home eat because i was faster cardio come home eat a big breakfast let it sit for about an hour, kiss mama, and then go to the gym and hit weights. And that was anywhere from shit hour sometimes to three, depending on how I felt, you know, a lot of it had to do with listening to the body and knowing, you know, okay, I've hit a wall. Don't go past that wall right now. Cause it's not going to help. You know, it's, it's a lot of paying attention. That's for sure. Well, cause you've had, you've had actually some pretty gnarly injuries, right? Cause I remember you used to tell me you've had some pretty, nasty things that set you back back when you were powerlifting or lifting right 
you know, it wasn't the powerlifting that hurt me. I actually got hurt at work. I got pulled off a scaffold with the concrete hose on my shoulder. And when Ooh. I landed, my low back, it just something went. And I walked around, my dumbass walked around in pain for like a month and a half, still going to the gym and doing squats and deadlifts and everything else. And my wife was like, I'm fucking sick of listening to you. We're going to the fucking doctor right now and get x-rays. Well, I went to the doctor and got x-rays and my L3 had a hairline crack in it. No way. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. That was back right after heaven was born. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm like, they're like, you need to take off work. You need to stop lifting. I go, well... I go, the first one's definitely not happening because I'm the only income and right. going to work. And the second one, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. The one to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> but it, well, the whole point though, like what you just said right now is like total proof. So like any of you lazy ass people and like all of my fans oh, yeah. pretty much. This, 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 <laughs> how do you, I get this all the time. It's a, man, where do you find the energy after work to go? And it's like, it's in your fucking head, you pussy, instead of picking up a 12-pack of beer, go to the gym. Yeah. You know, there's just life choices. Some guys go to happy hour, I go to the gym. Right. You know? Well, it, you know, it's it's amazing, dude. You, you really, I, I know the amount of work that you put into it. And I know like what you went through during your powerlifting time too, right? Because that was a gnarly, that was a gnarly time that you were going through that time, right? Yeah, back, what was that, from 15 till about, shit, till almost end of 2018. It was a pretty tumultuous years. You know, a lot of, lot of rediscovering of myself again and trying to figure out the right way to come center. Yeah. Come back to the battle where I could be the best me I could be for not just myself, but for my children. Yeah. And so what's next moving forward? Like, are you planning on any more, um, competitions, competitions? Yeah. Um, I think the next one I'm going to do will be the West coast, which is a big one and it'll either be West coast. And then the next will be nationals West coast. I'm going to train for the overall 242 pound bench press record, which is only 17 pounds more than what I just did. And the goal isn't just to break it, it's to smash it like I just did the last one. Yeah. Granted, I'm not going to be smashing it by no 72-pound amount, but, it, you know, 10 pounds over what, what was previous will be pretty, pretty rad. Did I, did I already ask you how long that record was being held before you broke it? The guy that had the record was set in 2016. So that was a five-year record I just smashed, and I didn't just break it. It, it's, I don't think anyone's going to touch it for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine it. it. There's not too many. I mean, I, I don't believe there is. I, I'm honestly pretty naive or ignorant to it, but I don't know how many 35 to 40-year-old men are really out there pushing yeah. weight that way. You know, I know a lot of guys can squat and dead that, which <laughs> that was the most common question I got was, man, what's your dead going to be like if you just bench 523? And I'm like, well, I didn't train that one too hard. So that's not going to wow you just like that dude. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's one step at a time though. Right. Cause I mean, it's really, when you're getting into that section of it, from what I heard, it's more technique at that point. Right. Oh, Oh dude. There's so like going from just being strong, dumb 
and when I say strong, dumb, just like grabbing weight and going, not even like thinking about a proper technique to be stronger at it, to learning technique in those movements, it's, you kind of just kind of go, wow, how dumb do I feel having done it for X amount of years the wrong way and running serious risk of injury with the weight I was playing with Yeah. to now that same weight I was playing with is there's no risk injury with it because I'm, I've been coached up. I've been helped. I've been touched and pushed in a certain way. Like, all right, now move like this or set your feet this way, you know, just little tweaks here and there that the coaches at that gym that I go to have really helped me progress has made the biggest difference in all of the gains that I have. Wow. Well, cause I remember, do you remember when I originally came to you, I went to you one time and I said, dude, it's time for me to get back into lifting because I feel, you know, I feel like shit mm-hmm. and I want to start feeling better. <laughs> and you were like, you said, uh, dude, you're going to puke all over the place. <laughs> like You're not you know, ready that, for that this. Is actually, that is actually funny because, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've done that to a shit handful of guys in my years that train with me. Like, Oh, let me come train with you. I'm like, uh, you bring a bucket. Yeah. Like, what? I'm like, bring a bucket. And they're like, why? I'm like, I'm gonna make you throw up. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And all of a sudden they're just like, I'll be right back. And you see him running for a trash can. <laughs> fucking gym. Everyone was looking at him like, holy shit. <laughs> so the the guys that I've been training with since the competition, you know, you have one guy that's really good at deads, he's doing our programming for deads, and one guy's good at squats. And then me, I'm doing all the chess programming for the whole group. So, you know, we're all in a group text and the guy goes, Hey, Ryan, what do we got going for tomorrow for chess? I go, it's called the puke. And like, what? <laughs> I go, it's called the puke. Make sure you don't eat something that you ain't going to like coming back up because tomorrow you're puking. Yeah. yeah. Fucking right. Yeah. Fucking right. It's one guy up. puked. One guy held it in and just like did one of those. And I'm like, dude, just let it out. He's like, no, I'm not going to let you have that satisfaction. He's like, okay. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> we totally do that to you. Just. Just swallowing it hard. Or I'd just tap out, bro. I'd be like, you got me, bro. You got me, brother. What, um, well, do you think you could train Marissa to start doing some bodybuilding? That's one thing I won't dabble in is, is training females because just not something I could do because of my wife. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever. Well, no, I'm kidding, but yeah, I'm I'm not giving up my chips. Yeah. If you eat eggs and brown rice and chicken, that's not for me. Yeah, she's worked really hard for that taquito diet, can you know? I, taquitos. Can I just say, though, I do hold a record yeah. for the longest Netflix binge with a bag of potato chips. Well, that's impressive. Was it, yeah. Was it Tiger Kingdom or whatever that shit Yeah. <laughs> the Tiger King. The Tiger, Tiger King, King or whatever his name was. was. Goddamn Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> God. How funny is that? Uh, yeah. Well, so that was the first thing I watched when the fucking pandemic went and started happening, I was sitting at home bored and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get my mind off things. I watched that and it was just like, I know dude, <laughs> we, I literally couldn't stop watching. That was like the most dude, addicting I watched, I watched show ever. Straight through, like eight hours straight. My wife came home. She's like, what have you been doing all day? Nothing. The fucking house is a disaster. I'm like, Oh, you gotta watch this. <laughs> I mean, well, dude, it was like, okay, so you're going to, so you're going to do a show on tigers, gay guys. <laughs> And the country and killing and murdering and a chick yeah. that like ate her husband. Yeah. Or fed her husband Sold. to a lion or tiger. Tigers, yeah. Sold. Yeah, I'm in. That's what, you, that's what you call Americana right there. It, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are you going to start doing 
may, are you going to start doing uh, maybe some side training for people to lift? Like, can you start getting into that too now? Because I mean, the door is wide open for you, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, I get a lot. A lot. I mean, a lot of the guys at the gym always. I mean, I get a million questions. If the, there's twenty guys in the gym, yeah, I go in there to do my chest routine. The whole crowd just goes. And it's question, 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 question. I'm like, dude, you guys could at least put the weight on the fucking bar for me if you're going to sit here and eat my ears for right. you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. But no, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of possibility there probably, but I got to just, you know, sit back and wait and see. Gotcha. I mean, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind helping somebody out to, you know, help them on their, their path to bettering themselves either physically or emotionally with that you know, being said for training, a lot of people go to a weight training program to help deal with frustrations in life. I'm knowing that was my main thing when I got sober. It was, that's how I got sober. You know, I went from happy hours and doing blow to complete cold Turkey to, okay, now what am I going to do with all my time? So I went to the gym and then, you know, you know, I've been into lifting yeah. weights since fuck we were a kid at fucking bench in the backyard yep my dad used to take us to the gym we used to go to cotijas and we would get like six pounds of freaking refried beans and carne asada and then ryan and i would eat and my fucking dad deadly oh my dad would put us through remember that dude that we used to train with at the athletic club the guy kurt big motherfucker him and my dad used to take us and they would they were the first ones that put us through that program Mm -hmm. and got me and you big enough to where we were able to like hang tough with the rest of them and nobody was i mean we were we were full tricep the whole fucking rack do you remember that we could do the Mm -hmm. whole rack on tricep i was proud of that what i was 15 you were 16 so yeah that's what we used to do, man. Hard work. And you're still doing it to this day. We went through some hard shit. Yeah, but that's that's part of life. You know, luckily we didn't end up with, you know, the chrome bracelets and yeah. sitting behind bars, which. No man, kidding. about dodging bullets. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I ever had to like get, uh, you know, on house arrest and wear the, bra- the bracelet, I would definitely have like a Louis Vuitton one. I'd make yeah, sure it was would, cool. You, you would be bougie as fuck that way. Oh, yeah. You got to be, right? Bedazzle it and everything. At least be proud of it if you're going to be a thug. (laughs) Throw that shine out there, huh? (laughs) No, man. But, you know, um, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to hold you up. But I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm happy that you came on the show and did this interview because, you know, I know the amount of dedication you put into it. And I know that you're taking it lightly like it wasn't this big deal, but you fucking, you're holding the state record right now, brother. Yeah, and and I didn't, to be honest, I didn't realize how big a deal it was, but, you know, talking with my coach after the meet, you know, we're going over shit and just, you know, talking about it with all the guys. And he's like, you understand how big a California state record is, don't you? I go, no. How big is it? He goes, we have the biggest powerlifting community in all the nation in california to have a california record it it tops out all the rest of the states because of our ability to train year round here and the amount of concentration of power lifters that are in california yeah i, was, I mean i was just like <laughs> well know, dude just but just think about it though so 
like I'm going to put this into your mind real quick. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of research on it. And some of the biggest, most famous people in the world came from Venice Beach. Oh, Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger trained there. Lou Ferrigno trained there. All the big names went there. The big names. Even the mm-hmm. guy, I can't remember his name. I'm brain farting again all of a sudden. But this, what's what's that fucking guy's name, dude? He's He can barely walk now because of what he did to his body. Oh, Ronnie but Coleman. Ronnie, Ronnie Coleman. Coleman. Metroplex in uh, Texas. But he would go to Venice Beach just to show those guys up. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Mecca for a reason for bodybuilders. I mean, it was one of the things that was on my bucket list of when I was bodybuilding to go there and I went there and it was, it was, I mean, it was cool. I didn't see no big names or nothing, but you know, you're, you're walking in a gym that's fucking had greats, you know what I mean? Right. That still has greats rolling through the doors and doing epic shit. So it's, it has its own energy just in that ambiance or setting that you are in, you know, in experiencing while you're there. Right. Well, and I mean, you, uh, you know, let, like, let's put it, you know, put it to play. If COVID wasn't what it was, you would have had a sold out gym or not a sold out oh, gym, but yeah. you would have had people there yeah. all over the place trying to recruit you. I don't know about that. I do know that, um, when I was talking with Rick, who is the owner of Ironmongers about the, the competition, he said that, you know, it was a shame because, you know, it's an annual one he does every year at his facility. And he said that last year before, obviously, all the, well, no, because we were in lockdown last year. The year before when the lockdown wasn't happening and we, everybody was running freely, free willy-nilly around the country, there was, I think he said 400, 500 people there wow. for the competition. And we had like, I think 150, 200 on the day I was there. That's insane. Yeah, it was to hear that many people scream at you during something you're doing is pretty is pretty fucking electric, dude. Well, you feel it. You well, don't just hear it; you feel it. Well, you and I watched the video together the other day. Mm-hmm. I remember I was telling you, like, you sent me the video the day you did it. Oh yeah, the one that Andy took, and mm-hmm. I remember I was telling you, like, dude, the hair on my arms stood up. And mm-hmm. I had so much adrenaline rushing through my my body because, I, you know, obviously I'm sitting there. I'm one of your biggest fans. And like when you stood up out of the when you finally completed the lift and you stood up, I can only explain to you like I know you were fired up, but like your whole family, like all of us were like, holy shit, <laughs> like he did it. Like it was like. And you were, I never seen you move that fast before. You know what I mean? Like you were literally up jumping around and you were so fucking pumped. I mean, it's, it's so motivational adrenaline running through me. Yeah. I mean, for everybody, I'm going to post the video, um, for everybody to watch so you guys can see, but I mean, you got to take a look at this person sitting here and just understand like anything is possible. Oh yeah. I mean, shit, I'm almost 40 and I'm hitting heavyweight, like guys that are in their 20s right i mean it's amazing there, dude I'm, the only limits are the ones we set for ourselves dude yeah well i'm proud of you brother and uh like i said i really appreciate the fact that you did the show with us and we're gonna burn it up again the next time we're doing this podcast is when we get matt mckinney on the show so we can run a lobster special right oh that'll be fun <laughs> That'd be be nothing but shit talk the whole time. Oh my God. He's begging me like, well, he's not begging me, but I asked him and he's like, dude, are we going to do it or what? And then it's like, okay, so we got to have like 
the lobster special with all the, you know, Mackie. We, we, should, we should do that one in person with all of us sitting there in person. Absolutely. I, I totally think so, too. We got to get B there. We got to get everybody. So yeah. we'll do it. But that'll that's going to be like corralling, you know, a bunch of yeah. hamsters. <laughs> a bunch Just of lobsters. Cats. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, man. Well, listen, um, we're going to go to a small commercial break. I'm going to break free from you, Ryan. I appreciate you so much, brother, and I love you, and um, thank you for doing this. And always, I love seeing your beautiful little face, you handsome little devil. All right, guys, we're going to break to a commercial, and when we come back, we are going to do the game show of all game shows with the lovely Marissa. And I did like a super Ryan, just so you know, like I did a surprise. She has no idea. Like I know Brian or Ryan can't be a part of this, but um, I, there's a secret that she has no idea. So when you listen to it, you're going to laugh your ass off. Oh, no. Oh, I can't wait. She's going to be shocked. Just <laughs> put it that bad. way. I, I can't wait even, to do it. I didn't even know we Let's had give her a, a good game singer, show huh? Yeah, we do. And then we're going to go over. Uh, we watched the film Billie Eilish, uh, the documentary. We got to talk about that because that shit hit me in the heart hard. So we'll talk about that. Uh, don't forget to tune into YouTube. Um, and if you go on Facebook, you can check Ryan Smith out on Facebook. You can see the video there too. Give him a follow. Give him a like. I love you, Ryan. And we're going to take you, a Thank small you. commercial break. I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Thanks. Late. Are you tired of spending big money on sunglasses? Well, I was. And I found this company on Instagram. And they're called Yeats. And they're great. Not only are they fashionable, but they're affordable. And that's even better. And they've got a little bit of a cool backstory, too. They're they're from Florida. The owners are Brianna Austin and Javier Chavez. And they start, you know, they worked at a jet ski rental business in Tampa, Florida, and they decided to turn a dream into a reality. And that's what is happening with Yeats. Yeatsofficial.com is where you can order your sunglasses. And let me tell you, they are affordable. They're anywhere between $35. And 40 bucks. My favorite pairs are the Humo, the Old Yellers, and the Faded. That's just my style. You know, your style might be different, but Yeats definitely has it. So go to yeatsofficial.com or check them out on Instagram where I found them. Their handle is at yeatsofficial. And check this out. Yeats is an exclamation of happiness, excitement, or all-around good energy. Doesn't everybody need that? Check them out. YeatsOfficial.com. I just want to take some time to thank my sponsor, Anchor. Um, if you haven't heard of them, um, they are the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and basically any other platform. Um, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum li- listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, it's what I use. So if you haven't yet, go and download the Anchor app on your phone or just go to anchor.fm.
Welcome back from a lovely commercial break. What did you think of the interview? It was awesome. Did you like it? Yeah. Ryan's a pretty interesting person, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I, I mean, I've known him for so long. It's like, you know, we, we talk to each other probably like once a week, twice a week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just proud of him. He That's a big deal. I mean, it's impressive. Very impressive. And I mean. It, I feel like it takes a lot of dedication. 525 or 523 pounds. Yeah. Is that what he said? It, I know it was in the 500s, but. Still, yeah, 500. <laughs> yeah. I challenge anybody that listens to this show to try to lift 145 pounds. Right. <laughs> I mean, 500, that's insane to me. I couldn't even imagine. It's epic. Yeah. Anyways. So last night. I watched the Billie Eilish documentary. Yeah. Did you get a chance to watch that? Yeah. Dude. I'm speechless. I already loved her. Yeah. But I love her more now. I I really agree. I mean, yeah. to all my guy friends out there that is totally... I'm going to like totally be unmasculine here for a minute. Uh-huh. I, uh... I got like teary eyed. Yeah. Well, it was emotional. Yeah. I've never related to a human being more in my life. Uh huh. Or a superstar or anything like that. Uh-huh. The way I related to her in this documentary. Yeah. It was crazy. It, it was very interesting to get a, like um, an inside on her life and like a a different perspective that I don't think many people think about, especially people who have never been in a situation like that or deal with depression or. No. And, and you know what the other thing that people don't understand too, like watching the documentary, you know, a lot of people bitch and complain and say like, I can't stand when a superstar says, you know, I'm so sad. Or, you know, like, I'm down in the dumps. Yeah. Or why a superstar would commit suicide. Well, because in their head, they think that that person has it all. And I don't feel like they understand that they're still just a human being. They not only are they just a human being, but when you're in a position like that, where you're a superstar. Uh Uh-huh. And you're so incredibly talented as an artist, Mm -hmm. no matter what artist it is. There's such a heavy weight on your shoulders. Yeah. And you can do no right. Uh huh. Someone's yeah. always going to be upset with you. Exactly. And most people in that state of mind, especially her, mm-hmm. are very delicate. Yes. And, you know, you've got to be careful with how you put yourself out there. Yeah, I agree. And who do you surround yourself by? Who do you know who's real and who's fake? Yeah. Because even your closest friends will become fake. It, I couldn't deal with it. It would be very difficult. There were many parts in the movie where I almost felt the way that she felt. Like I had moments where like I was getting teary-eyed. Yeah, it was very emotional. Like her mom, 
her mom was talking about something and it was super profound to me, but it was like, uh, it was like she was, she was talking to her about the being herself, right? (laughs) And you all right? Yeah, sorry. You got a frog in your throat? Like a tickle. Oh, no. And Is I'm it gone? trying to keep the moment serious because I really want to hear what you have to say. But Well, you're not supposed to keep it serious all the time. <laughs> well, I know. but <laughs> At least you lightened it up a little bit. Don't mind me. I'm just dying over here in the corner. Yeah. Sorry. Don't mind. Uh, Marissa has a nervous tick. It's a cough. Yeah. <laughs> a nervous cough. It's a tickle cough. Yeah. Tickle tick. There you go. No, but... The the mom like kind of brought it up though. Like the mom was talking about um how she is like you're gonna ask her to be something that she's not. Yeah. Because she's a you're afraid of what her self image is gonna be later. Like how can you do that to someone? Yeah, but I feel like in Hollywood it's such a common thing. Like nobody's allowed to just be them. And I almost feel like she's the first person to really do that. Female-wise, I mean, look at all the female artists who maybe willingly and like it, but dress provocatively and dance provocatively, and they do it because more people like them for it, and Mm. she does the complete opposite, and she did get backlash for it, like, oh, she never shows her body, or blah, 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 you know, and people have to remind them, like, at the time when this was going around, she was a minor, and a lot of people pushed back and said why do you want to see her body when she's not even 18 100 percent. you know so i feel like her mom was sticking up for her like you know let her be her and people will accept her for that and they do they love her well she's authentic um you know and and she also the mom was pointing the mom is in my opinion incredible so is the dad yeah and the brother phineas He's just such a bright, talented human being. Mm-hmm. But the mom brought up like a super crazy point about, you know, so many people sit there and tell her like, you know, well, Billie Eilish's music is so depressing. And it's she's like, no, the kids nowadays are depressed. It's relatable. And it is. It's like they're all de- like there's so much depression. Like, damn. You know, like it's such a heavy, heavy weight. And I don't know, like there were moments in there where I like kept thinking like, you know, like how I had day off where like I sit there and I'm, you know, the real moments that I had in day off when I did the video. And I said, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I felt that way because I felt like, you know, when she had the moment at Coachella. Mm hmm. You know, like that was the pinnacle of her career to be able to headline Coachella. You're like the biggest thing there is. Yeah. You know, Coachella, even to artists is like that's the biggest festival for a pop star. And, you know, pop stars are different. They're treated differently. Like they're not like Metallica or rock stars or anything like that. You know, they're rock stars and everything. You know, they're not even they don't get recognized by the Grammys. They don't you know what I mean? Like, yeah, pop stars are a whole nother category well she has a lot weighing on her you know well what i'm trying to say though is you know she has 
that moment at Coachella. And right after the show, she's in a state of depression. And you could see it in her face. Yeah. And it was like, I felt that in such a severe way because it's like, I'm trying to, like, I don't want moments that happen that are fun, that are groundbreaking or memorable or joyful. I don't ever want them to go away. And that was what was so depressing about it. Like, that I felt that pain in that moment because I've had moments like that where I felt like her and I actually felt like crying in that moment. Yeah. It was it was fucked, dude. I mean, it's such a good documentary. You've well, got to watch it if you haven't seen it. For sure. I feel like in that moment, it's definitely a, a high. <clears throat> and then when it's over, you're coming off of it. Well, for sure. I mean, it definitely, but it's a different level. And that's the other side of it. Like I was saying, you know, so many people don't understand why famous people kill themselves or commit suicide. And it's like, well, because you don't understand the level of rush they're getting when 120,000 people are worshiping them. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone in a split second. Yeah. And you're back to your reality sitting in a trailer, understanding that you're about to go to the next gig. Mm-hmm. It's so relatable. Like, I'm so done hearing people say that boo-hoo or whatever. Like, you don't even understand the fucking weight these people carry. Yeah. They don't get to have a normal life. And this poor girl, regardless of anything that she's ever gone through or what she put herself through, because personally, I don't feel like the Justin Biebers, the Britney Spears, the the Billie Eilishes, and all these people, kids that are that are just insane artists Mm -hmm. they don't have the choice because even later in the documentary she has a moment in new york where she's performing and when she gets done she wasn't in the mood to go talk to people but nobody told her like you need to buck up because some of these people are high level new york executives for huge magazines and huge companies and if you treat them like shit then you know, they could put you off the tour. Right. And she was salty about it. But I just, you know, I don't know. You got to watch the documentary. It's, 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 it definitely brings a lot of depression to light and what it can actually be like for somebody. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Definitely suggest it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know what people go through (laughs) with depression, this is a very good video to watch. To see exactly what it can be like for somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's an eye-opener. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, guys, that I drug us from a really fun, positive, you know, interview with Ryan to like a totally depressing documentary about Billie Eilish. But yeah. I watched it last night and I lived it in the moment. And it crushed my heart to watch somebody go through something like that. Yeah. But it's also, it's good to watch. Like I suggest watching it. No, it is because you see like her go from where she went to to what she is now and how she handles it so elegantly even though she didn't know how to. Right. You know? I mean, thank God she has good parents and her brother, the relationship they have is is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I dream. Number one, I wish I could perform like her. I wish I was as talented as her. Right. Because that would be a dream come true to stand in front of an audience like that. 
and perform at that level. But number two, I wish I had a relationship with my siblings the way those two have a relationship, her and her brother. It's insane. It really is. They are incredibly tight. Mm-hmm. And they they like, they lean on each other in ways that I've never seen before. I don't understand it. Right. Like I know you and your sister have a kind of relationship, right? Uh-huh. But it's nice to see like a celebrity with that kind of relationship too. Because she really was so young when she started. She was what, like 14, 15? So I, I think it's nice that she had such a good support system behind her. Because not everybody has that. No. So. And, and, and the other thing, too, is they're positive with each other. Like, one is not trying to outshine the other. Right. You know what I mean? And you, before we started recording, you even said um, how her brother's able to kind of pull her out of, like, a negative mindset or try to help her work through that. And just the way he talks to her is just... yeah. It's nice, you know. It's something you should listen to because he even says something to her because, you know, she's starstruck by Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. But she actually gets the chance to meet him. And then when she, after they met, he sent her a text message, which it was like a text message where he was like, you know, I remember when I was 15 and I recorded my first song and it went viral and it feels like it was yesterday. And then the next thing I knew, I was 25. Right. And it went by in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Ten years, just gone. <laughs> Vanished. Yeah, and he was trying to remind her to stay in the moment. Yeah, stay in the moment. And Phineas, out of like everybody, looked at her and he's like, regardless of his stardom, those are the type of people you need in your life mm-hmm. that pick you up and give you good advice, the positive advice. Not right. like the, you know, watch out for this person or watch out for that. It was a positive reminder that don't forget that it, you know. It goes by so fast. It does. Everything does in life, right? It really does. I mean, it's like I was telling you, like, I felt that moment that she had, you know, I know I'm bringing it up back again, but like when Cash was born, when we left the hospital, I had a moment of like depression because I didn't want to leave. Like I wanted to stay in that moment yeah, where the three of us were so in love with each other mm-hmm. because I knew when we got back home, it was going to be normal. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't going to be that same, like the bliss, you know, that the moment. high life, Yeah, you know, the life of your baby and your wife and you're seeing the moment that you're going through all this stuff and it's just so gnarly. Yeah. You know? I was just telling my sister today, it's funny you said that, Um, I was just reminding her like the days are long, but the months and the years are so fast. Like they're so short. They go by so fast. You don't get it back. mm -mm. And you don't. Like (laughs) every day that they learn something new, it's literally something new that you could miss within a split second. Right. And the next thing you know, it's normal for them. Yeah. But for you, it's like, what, what? where did you pick that up from? Right. You know? It's like one day, snap of your fingers is just different. It is. It's, it's, 
it's hard to explain. I don't think you'll ever, you can't understand it till you have a kid. I know parents that listen to this show are going to be like, oh yeah, they're, they know I've been through that, been there, done that. Right. They're going to say, get used to it, you know, but I don't want to get used to it. Right. Why do we have to? Yeah. I, I, why does everybody say that too? Why? Well, here's my question. Why does a 15 year old named Billie Eilish have more profound sense than someone like me? At my age. Good question. Because that's the question that I'm that I'm just dumbfounded. Everything she says is real. I think she had a really great upbringing, and she's a really down to earth person. Yeah, I, I don't think that she's letting it get to her yet. No. And I hope it doesn't, because I don't want to see like what happened to Britney Spears, where she just fell apart. You know. Or, yeah. you know, Justin had those moments, too, where he fell apart. There's been famous people that just couldn't do it. Yeah. But needless to say, like, I just find it so crazy to me, like, how bad I want to be a kid. Because I look at her and I think of, like, all the moments she's going through. And how bad, like, I want to be, like, Cash and Nolan. And relive it all just to feel it again. To yeah. feel those, like, sublime moments. Yeah. And not have to go through depression, anxiety, and all that other shit. I don't know. Yeah, because when you're younger, you don't have all of the weight and the responsibility mm-hmm. and everything. So, like, the the moments of the happiness and the bliss last longer for a child than an adult. Like, Correct. As soon as it's over, we get ripped right back into reality. <laughs> Hundred. Well, yeah. Every day is a new, exciting adventure. Yeah. And I miss that. And watching this made me miss it even more. Right. It made me feel like such an old fart. (laughs) I was like, God damn, Adam. It made me like say like, dude, I wish number one that I could be a kid again. Not like I'm going to go through some midlife crisis or anything, but hence this podcast. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. Where's my place in life? (laughs) You know? Yeah. But at the same time. She also said during her Grammy acceptance speech, like, you know, dude, I was literally in a bedroom with my brother recording the album that got me six Grammys or seven Grammys. Yeah. So don't tell me that it's not possible. Anything is possible. Right. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm going to continue to pursue what I think is my dream. Yeah. And I I feel like when people think, oh, that's not possible, it's because... They don't want to put in the work and they don't believe in it. Mm-mm. And, you know, if you try, you can do anything. I definitely <laughs> feel that way. And the more and more I watch these videos about people who've come up and made it big or did whatever they did, mm-hmm. the more inspiration I get. Yeah. It's all about the amount of effort you're willing to put into something. Well, I don't think effort is the right way to put it. Really? I've, no. Because... I feel like it's passion because passion with if there's enough passion in it, it becomes effortless. Yeah, because it's what you truly want to do. This is absolutely effortless for me to sit here and have this conversation with you and then let all these people listen to the inside of my brain. It's effortless because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I don't know. If you have a passion, 
then pursue the passion and don't be scared of it. That would be my advice. Like be pat. If you, if you enjoy something, then do it with the passion that you deserve to give it. Yeah. You know, like enjoy it. Yeah. I see what you mean. Like, you know, you're passionate about your closet and selling clothes on Poshmark, right? Yeah. More than just Poshmark, but yes. But you enjoy it. Yes. So it's effortless for you to do those things. And you're proud of it when you're finished. Yeah. Well, a lot of hard work goes into it. I feel like if you have a a passion, yes, the idea of it is easy and it comes easy to you. But you still have to be willing to put in the hard work. Because you could have a passion and still not want to put in every ounce of effort into it. But every artist, if you've ever heard an artist talk about like, like how like we sit here as normal, you know, like if I went to go write a song, it would take me seven months to write a song where it takes a real artist who writes songs and poems. It would only take them like 20 minutes. Yeah. To have the whole thing written. I Yeah, I guess I'm just talking more in general, not just about artists. No, I get it. Just like the average person. I think you have like a passion too. That might be. I don't know, I guess harder to obtain on a daily basis. You have to give it an even mix. Yeah. If you want to fulfill your passion, you have to put an effort towards it. Yeah, because in order it's not to... going to come easy. It's not going to be handed right. to you. You got to still work hard to make it happen. Now, maybe once you're successful at it, it might come easier. But I feel like even an artist who's just starting out is going to put in so much effort to try to get big. Yeah, for sure. No, I I can agree with you on that. Yeah. But I do have to say, when Billy was talking about she just, like, didn't think that she gave it her all or she wasn't happy with her performance, it also goes both ways. It's not so much, you know, just to get big, but even her, she works so hard to just please everybody. Yeah. Well, that's what depression is, you know? Yeah. Like, Robin Williams did the same thing. He yeah. worked so hard to make people laugh, but nobody knew like incredibly how broken he was inside. Yeah. You know, it, I think it goes, it's like a, a, a terrible tragedy that mega artists go through because they want to please people. Right. Otherwise they just keep their art to themselves. Yeah, that's very true. You know, but they want to have that pleasing factor and it's not because they think they're good necessarily. It's just because they want to please somebody because they're in a depressive state. And right. when somebody looks at them and smiles or says, I love you or makes you feel better, mm-hmm. depression goes away. Yeah, at least for that minute. I mean, you and I know that we have depression. So we know like <clears throat> when you do something nice for somebody, it makes you feel good, you know? Yes. So depression doesn't come into play but it you know like you said though as soon as that moment's over it hits hard throws you back in reality sometimes it can hit really hard yeah you know where people are like i wish you could just in like why can't you just why can't you just enjoy the fact that what just happened to you like what just happened to you is incredible right but i can't i'm not normal yeah everybody's mindset is different And it bums me out because I can't change that. 
you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We got a little serious there. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> it feels good to talk about it, though. But, you know, sometimes you've got to, like, dig into it. And unfortunately, that show just hit me in the nils. It hit me in the heart. Right. You know, I don't even know if nils is a word, but I just made it up. <laughs> Coin that phrase. <laughs> it's going to be famous. Oh. What do you think about this? could be a game show it could not be a game show whatever it is are you ready for it you guys ready for a game show i am (laughs) i love these they make me so excited (laughs) oh you're so excited you can't take it anymore no i have to know what we're doing because i have no (coughs) idea i didn't even know we were playing a game show well, I've been brainstorming it for a week. Yeah. I've had a week to come up with a game show. Well, then it better be good. It is good. You know why it's good? Because you thought of it? No, because you're playing The Price is Right. What? I love The Price is Right. <laughs> I know you do. Welcome to The Price is Right with Marissa Jane as the only guest. So she can't lose. And your host, Adam Lee. Is going to bring her the prices. So here's the rules. Okay. Same format rules. Okay? Uh-huh. There are trick questions in there. <clears throat> okay. Trick items. Alrighty. That you're going to have to guess the prices on. Oh, okay. If you guess those, they're two pointers. Okay. Okay? Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> Are these like grocery items? Well, that's what you're going to find out. (laughs) Oh, why do I always try to cheat? I don't know why you try to cheat, but here we go. Okay. First question. Are you ready? Of course. Okay. First question. What is the price of a Minute Maid Fruit Punch 2 liter bottle? Is it $3.89, $4.89, or $1.89? A $1.89. <laughs> you got at least wait for the countdown music. Is that your final answer? Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... She got it right. Of course I did. How do you get that right? I'm going to really like this game. <clears throat> I think you cheated. <laughs> the crowd thought that was really funny. Yeah, they can shut up. We don't have a crowd, but whatever. I feel like we do now. Um, can I just say that I actually have purchased those so i knew it was going to be in the dollar range what do you mean you purchased those those um two liter minute made lemonade bottles. okay so what you're saying is i need to get a little harder <laughs> no, okay i want to win <laughs> are you ready for your next question sure okay alexia 
multi-grain onion rings. Are they six seventy nine? I'm sorry. Pause. Are these um, like frozen onion rings? Well, I don't know. They're on a cheat right now. <laughs> I didn't look up what section of the store they come from, and you don't get that in the prices right either. Alexia onion rings. Okay, I'm gonna guess they're they're. Like well, you're gonna let. Item. Okay. Okay. Continue. So the prices vary. You ready? Okay. Are they six seventy nine? Three seventy nine or twelve forty nine. She's thinking on this one. Would you like to hear it again? No. What is your answer? Seventy nine. Is this, that your- this is a little difficult though because I don't know how big the product is. If you know how many onion rings come in it, how big the bag is, that's gonna determine the, the cost. But I'm gonna go with the six seventy nine. Is that what it was? Is that your final answer? Yes. Shit is getting real. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she was wrong. The cost of the Alexia multigrain onion rings was three seventy nine. It must have been a small pack of onion rings for three bucks. Okay, are you ready for your first trick question? I feel like that last one was a trick question. <laughs> are you ready for your yes. next trick question? Go ahead. The shit is getting real, babe. Yeah, why is Cardi B yelling at me? That's what she does, dude. Get over it. It's a game show. <laughs> Okay, so for two points to make up the one you just lost because you are now down or even 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not down, I'm even. <clears throat> are you ready for the next one? I am. Okay, for the first curveball question. Uh-huh. I, I really want to announce this like Bob Barker in a way just because <laughs> it's like what I envisioned. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is play a little bit of music. And I'm going to announce it. Which one should I play? Nah. What do you think of that one? That's good. Okay. It's very loud. Is it? Yes. Okay, I'll turn it down a little bit. There we go. Lubalicious personal water-based lubricant, 85 ounces. Have more fun, suitable for all skin types and non-allergenic. I'll give you the name again. It is called Lubalicious. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about. This is easy. I own this. This is a lubricant okay. for sex. <laughs> is the price... Seventeen ninety nine, uh huh, twelve ninety nine, or fourteen ninety nine. What were the ounces again? Don't cut me off with music. Eight point five ounces. Eight point five, and give me the prices again. Sixteen ninety nine, 
twelve ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine. Hmm. That's a tough one. This really is a curveball question, huh? <laughs> Lubalicious. It sounds like a fancy brand. Hmm. Eight ounces. Maybe. Ooh. I'm torn between the twelve and the fourteen dollars. It's a tough one. Sorry, I'm taking so much time. I hate being wrong. By the um, way, Lubalicious is a great product for you to use. And you can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> this is not an ad. Are you kidding me? No. Are they one of our affiliates now? No. No, they are not. As bad as I wanted them to be because then we wouldn't have to pay for lube anymore. Did, did you apply? I No. I didn't apply for sex toys yet. <laughs> You know, on next episode, we'll be um, doing commercials for vibrators. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go the sex <laughs> theme way, but yeah, you know, we could give it a try. Hey, if they want to send free products, <clears throat> by all means. Yeah, well, the problem is, is there's nothing irritating about sex. In my opinion, unless you bust your knee. Um, that is true. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with. Twelve ninety nine. Is that your final answer? Yeah, but the name's Lubalicious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if it was twelve ninety nine, maybe it'd be a generic brand. So I think I'm gonna change my my answer to the fourteen dollar one. Are you really? Yeah. I hate being wrong. <sighs> I know I'm gonna be wrong. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a double correct answer. What? Fourteen ninety nine on Amazon. Wow. Isn't that cool? You just made up for it. Yeah, Lubalicious. Lubalicious. Get it on Amazon. <laughs> I love it. I'm all about it, you know? Yeah, and no, we don't have a promo code. <laughs> okay, so right now, you are up three to one. Okay. So one more, well, I'm going to give you two. Two more answers to win the game. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Would you like another curveball question? Yeah, that was fun. Okay. We could do that. Then I get more music. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you will have a jam-packed en- afternoon with this toy. The Adam and Eve Rose Clitoral Sucking Toy G-Spot Dildo Vibrator is wonderful when you're bored on an afternoon and it's raining and you don't have a significant other. <laughs> Is the price? Wait, can I just pause really quick? Mm-hmm. Um, were you horny when you were looking for these questions? No. Because so far, <laughs> the problem is, is when you're looking theme. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on the website looking at these things. For me, yeah, I'm like dying laughing. Uh-huh. Knowing that I'm about to ask you the if you can guess the price of Adam and Eve's rose clitoral sucking G-spot dildo vibrator. Well, hopefully it's not that expensive. Continue. Well, <laughs> and just for everyone else's pleasure, you can also buy this on Amazon. Right. Is the price 2367 30 or fifty one twenty nine. Mm. 
hard one. I'm definitely between the the 30 and the 50. Mm. Sex toys can be expensive. It's Adam and Eve. I know. And I I've always seen their commercials for like the half off and stuff, which makes me feel like their their products are expensive, which is why they always run discounts. So right. I'm going to go with the $50. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully it's 30, but I'm going to go with 50. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Wrong. Really? Was it 30? 30. Yeah. Wow. So when they send their half-off promos, you could get one for 15 bucks, huh? Well, I don't know. I think the 30 bucks is the half-off. And the crowd is totally oh. against you. They're booing you. I wish I would have known that because then I would have said 30. Because 60 bucks sounds about right, which is why I guessed 50. <laughs> You know, you're such a bargain shopper. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bargain shop for sex toys. Well, I hope it doesn't break. It was a deal. Uh, Maybe I'll just get the off brand. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even mad it broke mid stroke just because, like, I got 15% off. Right. That is so me. I'm like, oh, that one's $2 cheaper, though. You know this, though. I'm I'm such a penny pincher. Dude, the worst. The worst. I'm a... You know, I'm not even going to get into it. So now we know that we can get lube for $14.99 and a clitoral sucking vibrator dildo for $30. So, so far my total is, what, $44, $45? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, 45 if you want to be exact. I mean, yeah. you're not counting taxes. Uh-huh. You still got to pay tax. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, let's say $52, you could have a really fun night. Okay, next one. What is the next sex toy I'm adding to my cart? <laughs> this is a personalized cart all of a sudden. Holy cow. I'm kidding. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. She's down now. You're even. I know. You just went back to even. So you have to get this one right. Okay. Because this is your last question. And my favorite. Uh Uh-huh. Let me get my music. It's a nice shirt. Fits right over your shoulders. It reads, sorry, I can't. I have plans with my Amazon butt plug. It is a t-shirt, V-neck t-shirt. And I'll read it again. Sorry, I can't. I have plans with my Amazon butt plug. (laughs) Amazon's choice. No way. (laughs) Five-star anal plug. It's a hell of an anal plug. Wait, is this the price for the shirt or the price for the anal plug? For the shirt. Okay. The shirt has a quote on it. Yes, okay. It's a woman's t-shirt. A woman's V-neck t-shirt t-shirt and it says sorry i can't i have plans with my amazon butt plug (laughs) i'm gonna remind you one more time this Uh is the price is right you can buy all of these items on amazon (laughs) you know i'm probably gonna leave that shirt out of it but so just so you know how big Amazon is, right. they're taking over the sex game too. Like Adam and Eve is out of the question because all you have to do is go. And Amazon's always right. If it's Amazon's choice, then uh-huh. you buy that damn butt plug. 
Yeah. Don't veer away because you want to go to a name brand. Amazon said this was their choice. You have to buy that butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) You have to buy the twisty one that goes up in there and tickles the, you know, your small intestine. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great time. So the shirt. Sorry, I can't. I have plans with my Amazon butt plug. The prices are, well, you'll guess to see which one's right. Mm-hmm. Is it eleven ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, or thirty one thirty three? I think I'm going to go with the eleven ninety nine. And um, am I able to get that on my Amazon wardrobe? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Okay, so if you that are was a plug, ladies and gentlemen, in this shirt, go ahead and go into the show notes. And sign up for Amazon Wardrobe to get your eleven ninety nine butt plug shirt. <laughs> well, you don't pay the eleven ninety nine until you keep it. So if you take a picture on it, you can use it for your Instagram, and then and you can send it, it back and never wear it again. That is brilliant, dude. I'm telling you, use the show notes. You can sign up for Prime Wardrobe. Because how many people actually purchase something just to take a photo in it all the time and never wear it again, or, or- wear dresses? Yes. And wear them to events and then yep. return them the next day. You know me. I will never wear the same dress to a Christmas party or New Year's or anything. No, you're a penny pincher. No, once I wear it once, you know, and then I sell it in my closet. And I- <laughs> yeah, off to Poshmark. But. You're full of plugs today. With Amazon wardrobe, you could totally just return it. <coughs> 100%. So, was I right? Was it eleven ninety nine? Well, we're going to get to that. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, since she doesn't know what I'm going to press, I could drag this out for another 30 seconds, but we're running out of time. Don't torture me. For the first time in highly irritable history. I lost. Marissa Jane has lost at a pricing game. Was it $19.99? Who the hell would pay $20 for a butt plug shirt? Who would pay $20 for a butt plug? me i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you and you and your infamous wall of butt plugs right you should see it ladies and gentlemen my nightstand drawer has 20 butt plug options you would never know what a freak she is and next week it'll have a um sucking clitoral vibrator dildo. yeah the, no don't forget rose <laughs> rosebud rose does that mean it's rose gold or is that just like no because it looks or... like a rose oh. you can go on amazon and look it up it looks like a rose I mean, I literally went on Amazon and put sex toys in there and the plethora of sex toys that came up and names kind of baffled me in a way. I was like, wow, dude, they're literally taking over the world. (laughs) I mean, what's next? Amazon or the sex toys? The sex toys. They're taking And Amazon. Yeah. Well, now Amazon cornered the market. (laughs) Right. Because their boxes are discreet and it just says it's from Amazon. Before people were like, ooh, it's going to come in a box, and I don't know if people are going to think. What's the mailman going to (laughs) think? You didn't know that the Amazon Choice butt plug was in that little bag, did you? Right. The mailman just delivered my butt plug. (laughs) And, you know, with Amazon, it's free prime shipping, so you could have it within a day and be practicing your plugging away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should do commercials for a living. We should. I think it'd be funny. We are we're doing this You ever all sit wrong. in your office on your ass and think, man, what a nice time to have a butt plug in. 
Right. <laughs> and there are people who do that. Oh, I believe it. The endless amount of vibrators. Uh-huh. I don't know. Should I hit them with the final thoughts? Yes. Okay, because I'm ready. Is it about butt plugs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. You know what? I do have... I got to go serious again just because that movie really shook me up in a way that I've never been shook up before because I felt the way someone else felt while watching it on film. And I don't know if you understand what that feels like or if you've ever had a moment where you're watching like an old family video and you can relive the moment as if you're there again. And for me... All I could think is, why Why can't I just be normal? Like, why can't, why can't I stop feeling this way? And I don't have advice for you because I don't know how to fix it. I know that the, the show helps me get through it. And I know that going to therapy helps me get through it. And... All I can say is like sometimes it really sucks, but most of the time you make it out of it. But you have to remember the one piece of advice that I can give you in any situation is stop being afraid to pick up the phone and get in contact with someone when that moment is happening because it could mean life or death. And that's for a lot of people. Don't be too proud. And don't think that you're burdening somebody with your depression or your anxiety. Because unfortunately, it's real. And it's at a higher level than it's ever been, in my opinion, because so many people can voice their depression on so many different platforms that you can actually get caught up in it. And... Like I said today on social media, get out and start doing stuff. That's what I've been doing. I've been walking. I've been riding bikes. I've been doing podcasts. I've been focusing on my wife and my kids and me and trying to become a better person as far as what I can provide or what I'm not afraid to talk about. And I need to stop burying this shit down inside of me. And that's what this film kind of touched me on. Like, I've got to stop pushing it to the bottom of the barrel and allow it to surface at the moment it happens so I can overcome what's wrong. And it doesn't become something that's like terrible later down the road. So I guess I do have advice for you. And I didn't even know it. And that's why I wanted to talk about it on my final thought. But needless to say, the show was fun today. It was touching. It was positive. And it was somewhat funny. The game show could have been a little funnier. But it's the first time we did it. Next time I'll definitely make it funnier. And I'll probably have to make the sex questions more interesting for Marissa because she clearly doesn't know the price of anything even though she's a penny pincher. But thank you for listening. And I love you all with my all my heart. And just remember, 
if you see someone that's walking down the street that looks like me, it probably is me. Actually, wait a minute. I forgot to tell you guys. We're changing YouTube. I came up with a new idea for YouTube. And I'm going to start putting the videos up. But I'm going to film a bunch of videos and then start releasing them slowly. But it's funny. And I'll give you a premise. It's got me outside in the public putting on a show. And just so you know, the show is called Highly Irritable. So if you can imagine me being in public, what would I be doing? You're right. I'd be irritating people (laughs) on video. But you're going to have to see how creative I get. Because I'm not going to cuss at them. And I'm not going to call them names. But I'm going to irritate them intellectually. So you'll have to tune in. That's my final thought. But just remember, I'm going to get into it again. Just remember, if you see someone like me, give them a hug and tell them you love them and look them in the eye and be uplifting, be positive. And then right after you do that, turn around, look at them and just look at them a little longer and think to yourself, what an idiot. And then tell them, Go fuck yourself. 